1: Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to
0: cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. So it's...
1: uh, I never changed that one. Let me delete that video. I know what I did there. I have have the, the new video there. That's the one I want to play. Cool. I can edit that out. It was the old photograph in the <laughs> in the video. <laughs> no, that's much better. Much better. Cool. See you in a
0: So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us?
1: Hello everybody and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast and I'm just going to get straight into it here because I'm joined today by the wonderful Luis Miguel Echegrae, uh, the newly, um, the new ESPN uh, correspondent, For uh, so congratulations on that, uh, you know, move from CBS and uh, to ESPN, and ESPN might be a bit more familiar I think to some people over this side of the water,
0: so firstly congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here uh, once again to chat uh, some uh, Villa, beloved Villa, and of course Unai Emery, but I appreciate it. I appreciate the kind words, Neil.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And as everybody knows, you know, this is, I, th- I think, I think, Luis, the, I think you might be our most returned guest if that makes sense, I think it's your third time. I think you're the first person to get our hat trick ball uh, on the podcast, <laughs>
0: and, I, yeah. and I couldn't think of anyone better to give it to. <laughs> you, know, you know, just like Juan Pablo Angel, who has three names. I'm I'm exactly the same. I'm coming back for yeah. fourth
1: card. Well, that's they say. Good things come in trees in trees. Right. So, uh, so uh, yeah, that that is definitely a good thing. And um, but look, as you said there, you know, we are in the Unai Emery era at the moment, and we've been chatting back and forth. And this is you're you're somebody I really wanted to talk to about Unai Emery. Emery and um, and uh, obviously we had the press conference today, first press conference with, with, with Unai. And uh, I suppose really, how do you feel that that Aston Villa have kind of? <laughs> Does it, he's a big name and I think a lot of people are looking through are looking through the lens of Twitter and going why isn't there more fanfare about the announcement of this of, of this manager and obviously today we got the press conference but how would you think Aston Villa have have kind of looked towards announcing the UNIMRA era and maybe the fact that they've kind of done it in a more um subtle way than, uh, than I think we all would have thought
0: Let me see Neil let me see let me see how I feel let me see I'm freaking excited are you kidding me? <laughs> This is unbelievable. I don't think people understand just how excited I am about this appointment. Never in my wildest dreams I thought somebody like this could come to Villa. I mean, I've said it as soon as it happened. I mean, I remember being on ESPN FC talking about possible candidates and obviously Ruben Amorim from, you know, uh, Mm. Portugal uh, sporting this one. We thought, oh, maybe him, Pochettino, et cetera. I never thought that, when I amity would even enter the sphere of what we're trying to get. I, I want people to understand that this is huge. I'm so excited. Um, can you tell? I'm excited, my.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, little bit. I can tell a little bit. <laughs> and I, I am too. i've I'm look, I suppose really, what I've really wanted is somebody who's the full package. Somebody who doesn't need to learn on the job, somebody who doesn't need um do, doesn't need to 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 kind of figure out what his tactic is going to be. This guy has, This guy's been around the ringer, you know, he's been in big jobs. He's been in jobs where he's brought smaller teams to to glory. He's even gone to Russia, as I've mentioned countless times in this podcast, and he's learned how to fail. You know, that's a really important thing. We don't want like like Steven Gerrard had never learned how to fail previously until he came to Aston Villa and you don't want to be that club where somebody learns how to fail at you want to be that club where somebody implements what they've learned when they've failed and 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 Unai Emery coming back to the Premier League for me is a huge huge deal I think it's a huge deal for the Premier League because the Premier League is just collecting top top coaches at the moment and we're just I'm just delighted that we have one and uh, as I said the next thing is can the top top coach Make us some top top players. Uh, his his tactics as well, uh, Luis Miguel. Um, <clears throat> obviously, he's known as a hard taskmaster. Um, talk to us a small little bit about that, and, and and I suppose really, do you feel that this this squad is going to be capable of taking on his means and his ways?
0: Yeah, Neil. There's a, there's a lot there to unpack, I think, and I mm-hmm. think it's very important to just break it all down from some of the great things that you've already. Mentioned and some of the reasons why we're so excited. I don't care what anybody tells you from the outside. I always say, Villa fans, just ignore the noise, just focus on the objectives. Okay. I said it, you know, all the way from when I first started supporting Villa, you know, from the Ron Atkinson days to, you know, Brian Little, John Gregory, always ignore the noise. And obviously it's harder to do that, you know, in the in the age of social media, but what we have now as a manager is some of the things that you just said already, which is like. The experience is absolute key, but we're talking now about somebody who I believe definitely in the modern era. Have we? We've never had a manager like this with this kind of European pedigree. We've had managers that have taken us there: the Martin O'Neill's, etc. You know, Gerard Houllier, of course. You know, but we've never had a manager like this. We're talking about somebody that's won the Europa League three times with Sevilla, once with Real that's four times. He's won the league with PSG. He's won the French Cup with PSG. He's won individual trophies as well as a manager, uh, you know, both in Spain and of course, you know, uh, France as well. At Arsenal, fair enough. It was his first time learning the culture, learning the language even more. But I believe his percentile in winning ratio was positive. It was about fifty percent, and you know, took them to certain levels despite all the obstacles that he had. So there's that part of unanimity mm-hmm. that people need to understand. He is a veteran manager, somebody that knows exactly what it takes. And I love the fact uh, two things that he said. Not one today, one earlier. When, the first one was when he said, "I am a much," you know, when he was with Villarreal still uh, in that amazing run last season in the Champions League, he said. I, I believe that if I return to the Premier League, I am better equipped. I know yeah. exactly more what to do. That's one thing. And two, today, about his dream of returning Villa to Europe, but also winning a trophy. So there's all that pedigree, Neil, that we need yeah. to think about. The other side of it, which I'm sure we're going to get into more because we'll talk about his coaching staff, is that I don't think Villa fans or the players, actually, at this point, realize that what they're about to get is a professor, is yes. a lecturer is somebody that not just loves the game, because you mentioned Gerard and everything. You know, we've had managers that they want to win. The former player, a killer instinct, the passion. I get all that. That's fine, right? Dean Smith, lifelong fan. We love him to bits. Steven Gerrard, former Liverpool legend. You know, we've never had a professor. Yes. Somebody that really will teach you how to be in the game. And when we talk about the coaching stuff in a minute, I'll explain why. But that's two fundamental things that I'm just like, we have never experienced somebody like that. Now be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. But I promise you that I really feel that finally we have a manager that is no not, not just an experienced person, but somebody that knows the game like a freaking scientist. And he's going to microscopically, you know, pinpoint everything that we need to do. I'm very excited.
1: Uh, that and, and I think every Aston Villa fan should be as excited because I think there's And as you mentioned, we will get on to the coaching staff in a moment, but I think that that's probably needed with a lot of these players. I I genuinely believe our squad has... Uh, a lot of players coming and hitting towards their their peak years, and I yep. believe a lot of them have been playing on natural instinct for the last three, four years since yep. we've gotten into the Premier League. I genuinely believe John McGinn has been playing on his natural his natural instinct and natural game, and that's not a denigration of any of the coaches that we've had previously or anything. but I think that little tweaks to a lot of these players will make big changes. You see the likes of you see it when when John McGinn goes and plays for Scotland, you see it when Douglas Luiz goes and plays for plays for uh, Brazil. Big teams wanted to sign Douglas Luiz. He ain't a bad player. You know, big teams will sign. Like, I I could guarantee you if in January we put John... And I, this is a famous line, I know they always say it. If we put John McGinn up for sale, Liverpool snap him up in, in January. I think he just... I think Klopp would look at him and go, yeah, I'm taking him. He's yeah, going to be my you know, replacement there's a, there's a very
0: team. important thing that folks need to remember just to piggyback from what you just said, which is sometimes, you know, it's something... Sometimes it's, it's actually... Brazil is a really good comparison. Sometimes I think about you know, some of the best international managers out there, and Coach Chiche is one of them from Brazil, yes. but there's so many, whatever. Uh, I always say, you know, and, and this is where, you know, w- we don't have to talk about it, obviously, but from an England perspective, this is where I feel Gareth Southgate lacks, which is like, it's not about, you know, making sure that the player that you have, that you have, you're loyal to the player and you try and like maximize their individual talent. It's about making sure that there is a system that can help him flourish. Yes. And that's yeah. that's Emery. And that's and that's many other great managers. And to your point, like with the right manager, you can really figure. I mean, you mentioned McGinn. I'm thinking about players like you know Matty Cash, who yeah. I really feel because the the wingback position. And I know we'll talk about it position based. But Una Emery, I mean Pervez Estumignan, who now plays for Brighton, who plays, you know, he's Excel. Yeah. I talked to Arna Arna Danjuma earlier this year, and when I asked him about Una Emery, he put he couldn't even put it into words. Nick. He couldn't even yeah. say like. This, this, to him, he's like a, a father slash professor, somebody who just like looks at every facet of your play and helps you be better. And mm-hmm. if these players, and like I said, they better get ready because this is it's no longer just Aston Villa Football Club, it's Aston Villa University. They're about to learn the craft. And I, and I hope that they take it all in.
1: Aston Villa University. I'm I'm stealing that. There's no one here. No one's listening to this. <laughs> I'm robbing that. I'm trademarking it, and I'm going with it. Take it my Aston friend. Villa take it. University. It, it's then. in
0: your podcast. You might as well <laughs> it's steal my it.
1: Podcast. Absolutely. session
0: exactly. is nine tenths of the law, my friend. That's, that's
1: what they say. And part of this university, uh, Una Emery has got some pretty good lectures and tutors in there. He's obviously named a couple of them today. Paco. I'm gonna butcher these names, Luis. You're gonna do No, a lot Let's better go than for you. it. We
0: can all go to a tutorial together. <laughs> Paco, Paco, I, I Paco. Ah, That's it. You have it. Paco <laughs> Ayesteran.
1: That's right. <laughs> Pablo Villanueva. Yeah. um Villanueva, French, Francisco Javier Garcia, uh, Antonio Rodriguez, Sarah Saravia, Victor Manas, and um, I'm I i can not pronounce the last guy's first name. Mo- Moses Moises. Moises de Hoyo. De Hoyo. Excellent. <laughs> Tell me a small bit. Like we we spoke just off camera, and these guys as well. They all come with a great pedigree. A lot of them would have. Um, some of them know the the Italian or the the Italian game, English game from mm. being here with Em with Emery previously, and other people stayed in and around the 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 English game. But mm. tell me, do you tell me what you know about these guys, and and, and how excited should Aston Villa fans be about them?
0: yeah very excited uh, for some of the reason that we just talked about how there's going to be a professorial approach to everything that mm-hmm. is going to do from this day on. By the way, I really recommend this aside from the gurus out there, just like the Balaga and other people, uh, training ground guru is a really yes. really great website uh, that you can find more information. but i I've known these guys for just from research that you know has been done over the years from either Spanish football or Spanish baseball. Baccoan people should know already. You know, he worked with Rafa Benitez uh, you know, as an assistant, including Valencia and Liverpool, obviously has Premier League experience. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's one of those Carlos Quares types where he could be a number one. Uh, and obviously, Carlos Quares is a number one at this point. But, you know, a, a really, really good number two, somebody that has the ear of, um, of, of obviously, Unai Emery. And then, you know, Pablo Villanueva will be the first team coach, somebody that's just going to mm-hmm. obviously take care of the, Day to day, alongside Unai Emery, Unai Emery is not somebody that will just sit and watch. He will actively take part. Of course, Javi Garcia. We love Neil Cutler, but you know this is a goalkeeping yeah. coach that has been with um, Unai. You know, in different clubs, including PSG, Sevilla, it's Arsenal cool. as well yeah. Villarreal. You know, Saravia, Antonio Rodriguez, Saravia. You know, he's more of a one one-on-one guy. He's going to be in the ears of every single player pretty much all the time. Um, he really looks at youth a lot. He's a real good youth eye catcher. So I'm looking at Cam Archer, hopefully improving with him. Jacob Ramsey, of course, and obviously Tim um, Iniesta, Iroh Bonham when it comes, and and obviously Aaron Ramsey as well. Now, the one that I really want to mention and Moises De Oyo, who's strength and conditioning, but you know, the one that I really want to focus on is Victor Mañas. Um, this is Una Emery's, if there was another Una Emery, it's him. Like what I'm saying is, whenever Una is not looking at something, it's Victor Mañas. He's the data uh, video guy. The, uh, mm-hmm. And when I talk about Unai Emery using footage and video and data analysis, I really mean it. I don't know how um, accustomed your viewers and listeners are to the NFL, but imagine an NF- NFL teams um, have a massive t- uh, staff because all they focus on is data and analysis. Because the NFL in itself, American football, is, is very driven by place, right? Mm-hmm. Like a team looks at, at an I'm opponent busy. and says, we're gonna stop the run, or this is what we're gonna do when we get close to the end zone, or this is how <laughs> we're gonna you know, be in special teams or whatever. This is Unai and this is Victor Manas. He looks at every single piece of detail in every single facet of an opponent. He puts it on footage and they break it down. And what happens is a few days before every game, right? And obviously, this week is a little tricky because Unai Emery only took care of training midweek. But what usually happens before every game, right? Let's say, for example, Unai Emery had a full week of uh, training with with the boys, right? And Manchester United is on Sunday. Around Friday, so today, as we tape, Unai Emery will sit down with the entire squad, the entire staff, with Victor Mañas right there, and it will be a lecture. Not just like a pre-match, like, oh, here's what we're going to do. A full on detailed assessment of everything that Manchester United is all about. Every single thing. From, you know, this is what Luke Shaw does when he has the ball going, entering the second, the, the final third. This is how, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo will usually now drop and Marcus Rashford now. He will break down every yeah. single thing. Everything. Everything. And he is so vital. Now, that to me, is going to be the number one realization of these players. And I bet you it's already happening, but obviously I don't think Unai Emery wants to overwhelm them too much. But that, to me, is the most important thing. So this staff that he has is all about nurturing, development, detail. And Victor Manias to me, is so important. And I can't wait. I can't wait for like, I mean, and that's why he doesn't mind. That's why Villa don't mind showing you tapes of training, because Mm -hmm. we haven't even seen 1%. Of what they're about to learn. It's gonna be amazing.
1: And and that, as I say, once again, it's it's a reason to get excited. And and I, I think Aston Villa and I think the, the Premier League in in particular has been has been slow to admit that data and that analysis and analytics and stuff like that is a big part of the of the industry you now. And the reason I think they've been slow to admit it is because the best teams have been doing it for 20 years. Correct. And nobody wants to let anybody know about their secret weapon. And nobody wants to say, hey, our secret weapon are a lot of guys who probably have never played football at any decent level in their lives before. Correct. But are brilliant. E- even Leeds France United, nowadays. Neil.
0: Even yeah. Leeds United have a relationship with the San Francisco 49ers uh, for data sharing. And so to your point, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I'm, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan for my sins, and uh, obviously Paul De Podesta, If anybody has watched the film Moneyball, that is about Paul De Podesta, who is the general manager of, or who is the, I don't know, he's got some, he's in the front office for the Cleveland Browns. He he's the analytics guy along with the football guys, and and I think that what what happens is the big teams are the are the teams that are successful in and around the league at the moment. At Brighton. Brighton have an unbelievably data-driven scouting Massive. department. I talked to, talk
0: to, uh, talk to their CEO as well last year back when I was with CBS, and the amount of work that they put on, it's why Moises Caicedo is there. Mm. It, it, yeah. it's, it's just, it's Quite a trainer. So, so this team that Unai Emery has is all of this. Now, yeah. Unai Emery now has to be smart about how he balances it, right? Because you don't want to overwhelm. But I tell you something, the likes of we mentioned JJ, but you know, or Cam Archer, but or somebody like Ollie Watkins, who leads the line up top, like they're going to learn so much. And I, I can't wait to see what happens over time. I over preach time, patience. Yes. I preach yeah. patience. Yeah,
1: Yeah. absolutely. And, and, and I think that is definitely something that a lot of a lot of fans kind of want to they want to let this one play out. They oh, want to cool. see what, where it goes. I, I just, I just want to blow my own trumpet for a while. Um, yeah, please do, man. I, on on the Claret and Blue podcast, the, the guys were mentioning that oh or, or Game Balagay mentioned that uh, the the assistant manager would be somebody who had uh, had won the European Cup before. And you guessed and, that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was the first name that came to my mind. Like It was just obvious, everybody out there, you know. If you don't know who Paco Ayestrade is,
0: then I can't help you. you know? Very good, my friend. I was kind of, like, thinking, like, it was going to be Santi Casorla. But, like, I was yeah. like, how silly am I to think that? Of course, it's going to be Paco I I had
1: convinced myself it was Fernando Torres for a finish. <laughs> I had convinced myself that he was going to leave the, the Atletico youth setup and was going to join because he's English and because, because of his English, because he played in in. England and he was going to be this big name that would come in with Emery and maybe take some of the, the media heat yeah. off of Uno Emery and, yeah. and and do I that tell you I what, know,
0: we're talking so much about, you know, uh, I think all these players are going to need to learn some Spanish as well because this is going <laughs> to be a heavy Spanish-centric Gaston Villa. So
1: well that's good if we if we can have the Spanish setup of the 2010 2012 year um, that would be fantastic and play some of the false nine football that they played Whew, absolutely I think I think they want to build another two or three layers on, this, on every stand in, in, in Villa Park never mind just doing an 100% order.
0: and get a Spanish official account Villa come on now yes. come on already seriously
1: yeah absolutely absolutely I, I spoke there about potentially Fernando Fernando Torres coming in and you know, I convinced myself that maybe to deal with the media and we had the press conference today and I'm just going to ask the question straight out Louis Miguel. McGguel but um like Emory gets a gets a raw deal and, and and people have kind of jumped upon the the pronunciations of certain words that he has uh, and it was kind of a, it was a it was a, it was a comedic effect or supposed comedic effect during his time at Arsenal and we know he doesn't like it and and, and, and I've not really promulgated it here with on with on the podcast and I don't think I will either because I don't want to denigrate the manager but uh Talking, I suppose, is for, for a man whose English isn't his first language. You know, what's the kind of connotations of that? And you know, it's it's uh, it might be fun in games and stuff like that, but we know that Una Emery takes it to heart, and he's you know, a, a, and and probably, and rightly so. He should do.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a good question, Neil, and it's uh, as you mentioned, I've, I've talked about it on Twitter and stuff, and mm. you know, uh, but it's also a really personal one for me, and I hope people understand just uh, and allow me to just be complex a little bit with this uh, not complex but just give you the full rounded reasoning and Mm. and and kind of like where I'm coming from so obviously I'm Peruvian but I was born and grew up in England I left Peru when I was 11 and 12 Uh, my parents uh, surprised me by saying that I was born in England so we moved to England and you know and yeah and you know obviously everybody knows the story if you're a villa fan and you read my content and stuff but you know it's It's important for for me to explain why I think that even though the intention is not evil and I'm not here to like completely, you know, we need to completely ratio somebody and completely aggressively if if they ever question the accent of Unai Emery. That's not what I'm saying. My my reasoning for why I think like things like Good Evening and, and sort of, you know, his accent and stuff one, if, if you only speak one language, you need to get the hell out of the room. You, you have no business. like okay. Uh, so that's one. But two, it, it's, it's, more about, it's more about this. Um, when you are supporting a club and the manager comes from another country and they speak in a different way or whatever, when things are going well, it's great, right? Like, we love it. Like, let's go for it. When things are going badly the xenophobia and the racism sneaks in you know you know and i'll give you a perfect example two weeks ago uh i believe he was a villa fan like you know when we were got got, you know steven Jarrett's last game against fulham and we were getting killed and then i believe tyron Mings's own goal was the last goal and obviously i ironically just tweeted like you know a a laugh emoji like how how ridiculous is this like not only are we getting killed not only are we playing awful but a tyron Mings own goal fantastic great um and obviously, I got a reply by, by this person who's now blocked and I think reported to whatever, you know, just say, where's your F in visa, like immigrant or whatever, right? So first of all, everybody needs to know that that's not the first time I've ever heard that. It's not the first time that like whatever. But my point is, you you follow me. You you know my content. You, you And so obviously, there are times when you were with me. But the moment you disagree with something with me, you take it to that part. You, 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 mm. you say, where's your, you know. So my point is, Whatever happens, if we disagree with Unai Emery strategically, lineups, whatever, I'm just, I'm hoping that, you know, we also don't get to the point where it becomes slightly xenophobic or whatever, because there is such a thing as microaggressions, Neil, which I suffered my entire life growing up in England. I love England so much. It's a part of me. It's who I am. But my last name, the way where I was from, sometimes when I first moved to England, my accent was very thick. So it, nothing was mean. There was no bad intentions. I was talking to kids. They didn't know. But they're microaggressions. Tiny little comments that filter in, that become xenophobic and racist. Like, I'll be the first one to tell you that Like I was the biggest Harry Enfield fan. Like, I love it. And, Jul- <laughs> Kevin Jul- and Barry, yeah? Julio <laughs> Giorgio, to me, is hilarious. Hilarious. But it's a microaggression. You know, mm. and it's like, And so I don't mind that because I think we should all celebrate each other's cultures by making fun of each other every now and again. I think it's what makes it beautiful, right? It's what makes it great. But at the same time, let's understand what the difference is between like, you know, uh, understanding and kind of like making light of something from a cultural perspective and straight up racism and xenophobia. I thought that the Unai thing, good evening, has turned into that. Into like oh here's a foreigner trying to speak our language and whatever. So my only point is please, when things are going bad, if something is challenging for us, and because it will, it's it's only natural. We're not going to win every single game. We're going to struggle, especially at the beginning. Just I don't want it to be turned into like an attack because he's a foreigner. My father growing up in England, I told the story on Twitter. You know we went to the bank teller once, and my dad was trying to explain. What he wanted out of the bank teller, and the bank teller got so impatient, insanely rude. I was only like 15, 16 years old, and I went nuts at this bank teller because I was like, "I'd like to see you go to Peru and talk in Spanish in a bank." Like, so to me, and I get it. Everybody has a bad day. People get angry and they say things they don't mean. I just, I just want to make sure we're empathetic and yes. we understand, and and that's it. I I don't want to be this person that's like cancel culture. I'm not that person. Trust me, I'm not. Like, I just I just want to make sure that we empathize with the fact that here's a man, a really freaking smart human being that's whose English is excellent now. And every now and again, he might struggle in explaining himself in a post whatever. So we just need to all stand behind each other and be like, you know what? Let's talk about the football. And and that's it, because everything else can be detrimental. Hmm.
1: And that's and that's very powerful as well, uh, Luis Miguel, because, uh, and without making light of it, you know, my own, <laughs> being Irish, sometimes the accents, especially when we say T's and THs, like, I <laughs> I don't mind when people come up and ask me to say 33 and a third.
0: Yeah, see, but see that's the thing, like, my, my, producer, <laughs> my producer at CBS, one of my best friends now in, in the profession, he's Irish, and like, yeah. You know, I would be like, can I try my Irish accent on you? And like, you know what I mean? Of so it's, it's fine. It, it's Absolutely, not, yeah. There is nothing wrong with it. Like, I, I've been called Paddington because, and it's, it's great because, yes, that is my story, right? Yeah. But, like, there is definitely a difference between what's like well intended and trying to empathize course, with somebody so. we love and then like an actual attack, which yeah. is like not always the case, but it happens. And I just don't want it to creep in. I want us okay. to support this man. I want us to be behind this man and his team because at this point right now, he is our only saving grace. And I don't care if he's from Spain, China, England. I don't care. Peru, like he is our family and we need to treat him with the level of respect that he deserves.
1: I couldn't agree anymore. I couldn't agree anymore, and, uh, and and as I say, I hope he does. Like it's it's funny we've give, like we've given him a four and a half year contract. Don't want to chase anybody, <laughs> no, do to get get. Well, that's sick. the other thing, This you know,
0: guy Unai has to be it. Like we we he he yeah. has to be. We have to succeed with him. I'm not saying we need to win the Champions League or even get a top four, or anything like that but we need to see su- success and success. development with them
1: and building and building a structure and a foundation. And, and that's what, this person has been brought it brought into the club to do uh for sure for sure and uh yeah as I say and and, and I think it's important to mention as well that everybody every Aston Villa fan is so excited at that everyone moment. and I suppose it's it's more like you know that that the second he was announced every parody account was was doing the the, the good evening and, and it's fine and look and people would say people would be fine and as you say when it's good when it's when it's well-mannered it's good intentioned like as I say um, thirty three and a third. I I can guarantee you, I cannot go to uh, go to the UK without it. No, I couldn't care yeah, less. I actually uh,
0: I was interviewing Celtic's captain, uh, Callum McGregor. Uh, yes. Earlier. And the first thing I wanted to do was like, Callum, do you mind if I give you my Billy Connolly impression? And he, was like, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, go for it, let's do it. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just like, and 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 it works out, and it's and it's fine. But to your point, it's like. Look, man, we're a community, and we're one that has gone through a lot, and uh, we need to all stand behind one another. And, and and it's a new era. It's a new page. Let's get behind Unai Emery, and and, and let, let's hope that on Sunday, Villa Park is absolutely rocking, which I'm sure will be.
1: And that's my that was going to lead me on to my next question for you. Obviously, Sunday is great. My regular co-host, Paddy, the lucky man, is going to be over there. He's oh. actually over there. He he decided he needed to go to Birmingham on the Thursday. Would you believe before Emory? So he's over there for a long haul, and he's jealous. really. Uh, you're jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm absolutely jealous as well. Um, but uh. I, I, like obviously, you mentioned there that uh, it takes a while for the acorn to grow into the oak, and that this is uh, it, that there will be a, a couple of baby steps to be had with this first, with this team first. Um, but what are your expectations? I suppose what are the minimum expectations of this team at the weekend? Because you know, even though Man United are a stutter start team this season, they're going through their own infighting with with, with the manager trying to stamp his his uh, authority on it, and the Cristiano Ronaldo piece as well. But what are your minimum expectations from this weekend, given that he's just in the door?
0: Five nil Villa. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> no, let, <laughs> well, obviously, I want us to win, uh, and uh, I, I think that you know there are certain elements uh, Unai Emery aside that can come into play. Villa Park being the 12th man, um, I think the new ma- manager buzz and en- energizing the entire squad, uh, making them feel because something that uh, Unai Emery kept repeating in his press conference both today and the video that we saw at the beginning was that he feels these players are very talented, but they're so low on confidence. Mm. And, and that's a massive um, undertaking to bring that back, especially like in November. So I think the first thing that I expect is is kind of like, you know, when Aaron Danks came in and, and, and we got that emphatic win over Brentford, I, I believe it was some of that. You saw that sort of like, I think Aaron Dang simplified things and he said, look, guys, here's how we're going to play. Just trust yourselves. Go at them. And that's exactly. I think Una Emery will do the same. So I'm expecting that. But the other part of it is I'm expecting a much smarter set of play when we don't have the ball. Mm. Like, I think that um, – and, and Unai Emery, I have no doubt, the moment he officially agreed to join Villa has been watching United endlessly. Endlessly. Eric Ten Hag football endlessly. A team that likes to press. That's a little erratic, actually. They ended that last game against Real Sociedad really erratically. So I'm sure Unaimari is anticipating that they're gonna press high, be very good direct. Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings, whoever's up front, like they need to be smart. I just want to make sure that we show effort, which we will, energy, which we will, but be organized. But I I caution because it's the first day, he hasn't had a full week. I but I I have a lot of belief in the way that he coaches. He's he's such a professor and I think he's going to be very simple in every single direction. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. By the way, Emiliano Buendia might explode under Unai Emery. We've been, we've been dying to see Emiliano Buendia show what he can do and we've seen it in part. I think under Unai Emery he could be not just good, he could be ace in
1: the hole. Yeah, I think so too. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing what Adun Emery can get can get out of the likes of of Emmy Bundia because uh look I don't think anybody's gonna sit here and say that he's been overutilized so far in his Aston Villa career this could be the breakout time for him for sure. Um I have one I, I Earlier on today, I put up on Twitter. I asked people to ask questions, and uh, the, there's one question here. The only question I haven't asked so far is, and I think it's a very poignant. It's probably the most important question you're going to get today. What is your favorite biscuit? Jaffa cakes.
0: There we go. Absolutely, like, I would have it's,
1: had you down for a Jaffa cakes, man. I don't know why there, I would veg you
0: down. For there it. isn't even. A, it's not even a competition. And you know, is it, partly it's because, like, I live in <laughs> New York, and I haven't had a Jaffa cake in years. Even when I went. When I go to England and see some of my family, I, I never I always forget but Jaffa cakes yeah. 100. And you know what? The old school digestive biscuit with a cup of tea, like it's always always a good one. But yeah,
1: absolutely. Now man. you know what's going to happen. Your comments are going to be littered with Jaffa cake isn't a biscuit; it's a cake. And we've opened oh. up
0: a whole. Of- I'm going to have oh, to get please. you out for another podcast oh, for that one. God. Like, it's a frick. It's a bit a cake. I just think like the big thing birthday, <laughs> like whatever. All right, fine. If you want to hate me, I, I just, I just know that whenever somebody says, "Do you want a biscuit?" and they give me a choice, and I see jaffa cakes, what am I going I'm to? I'm going to for that. I'm going to choose jaffa cakes. That's
1: not what <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, Luis Miguel, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on the podcast as always. Thank you so much for, for your time again for coming back. I am as excited as you about Una Emery this weekend, about Una Emery's tenure. I keep on saying this weekend is like we only have him for one weekend. It's kind of like everybody go to Villa Park. He's he's like he's like Bruce Springsteen or someone are, are coming to coming to play in in, in Villa Park. No, he's here is so good, years. isn't it, Neil? His, his hair, hair is, is so, so good. good. Absolutely. I'd love his hair. But we have the start of the Una Emery era, I suppose. I'm I'm looking forward to it this Sunday. Um and uh yeah it's it's definitely going to be something that's good uh, that, that everybody is going to be looking forward to this the this uh Sunday. And uh I know that, that Luis Miguel threw it in at the very start there, but I'm sure he's feverishly texting Arnold Danjuma as we speak to say get your ass down to B6. Go to to
0: That would be a hell of a purchase. Arnold Danjuma <laughs> is, is fantastic and he's a very smart boy. Like yeah yes. I, I would I would love that. Yeah actually you know what
1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> Look, he's picking up tips from Fabrizio already. He's getting under the <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Well, listen, Luis Miguel, thank you so much. If you're not following Luis Miguel on on Twitter, uh, you can't. Do, I don't have your Twitter handle to hand. Where is it? Oh my God!
0: I had well, it open right, I... It's very, it's very easy. It's just my my initials right there. People can see it. L M, and then my last name at L M. Right. Hey, listen, Neil. I'm, before I forget, like, fantastic work on this show, man. Like, tremendous stuff. Thank honestly, you. like, it's so great to see. You know uh, and it's not you know obviously it's a family right it's you your show and and there's others as well um, you know it's just great to see this community I, I love it so I, I commend you my friend thank you so much
1: thanks yeah and and that's actually something that i I, I, I want to say as well that the you know the villa the Villa Podcast. I think this through tough times over the last probably. I, I I'm going to say it since Dean Smith left, really, and probably even before that. It's been a bit of an era of mediocrity, and uh, you know, sometimes we've lost the we've lost the the head, and sometimes we've been in another podcast, and people are frustrated. Um, but I hope, as you say, this community and and not just like every kind everybody within the Villa fraternity can now look forward to hopefully some some uh, shinier days without without I Emory. So um actually i didn't even wear a shirt and i did it's no thank you so much that's they're, they're really kind words i really appreciate it um so everybody get following Luis again if you aren't doing so already um if you do like this this uh this video get, please give us a thumbs up and please give us a subscription as well we will be back with a team sheet tantrum on sunday i will be extremely hungover so alert with <laughs> the kid. Take th- no kids in the room when you're watching it because they'll see me and they go, oh, "Halloween finished the- a week and a half ago." We can't have this guy in the screen. So, uh, so be prepared for that. Once again, I really thank you for your time today, Luis Miguel, and I uh, wish you all the success in ESPN in your in your uh, your new role there as well. And um, yeah, as I say, this this won't be the last time. No, speak, I I, I
0: really appreciate it, my friend. And and this ball that I'm pointing to is uh, signed mm-hmm. by every winner of the 1982 uh, European Cup. So. Let, let's give the energy for, for Sunday, but uh appreciate it. And up the, the villa.
1: That, I can't even finish on that. So I can't finish anything better than that. So stay safe, stay healthy, and up the villa.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.